you can tell me what to do, then you can tell me what to do. But if you can't tell me what to do, you can't tell me what to do. Welcome to Definition of a Woman. There's levels to this shit. We are your host, I'm Nadia. And I'm Michelle. Hey, girl, hey. Oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> so today, we're going to just jump right into a topic that I had seen coming across my timeline. You know what I mean? Ski dabbling uh, across the timeline. Tip-topping mm-hmm. across. But it's about um, Beyonce having to change the lyrics mm. of her song off of her new album. Renaissance, the song Heated. Um, she ended up having to change the lyric. As a matter of fact, it was the same lyric that Lizzo. Oh, spaz. Yes. So, <clears throat> I, so first, let me get your thoughts on it. So she did, so I will say this. So she did, uh, a statement was put out, you know, that it wasn't um, an intentional, um, mm-hmm. you know, disrespect or or anything of the sort. But of course, she went ahead and changed it just as well as um as Lizzo did. So I just wanted to get your your thoughts and just just to kind of chime in. They're saying that um so the word is is for what is it spastic mm-hmm. diplegia. It's a form of cerebral cerebral uh, palsy that causes motor impairments in the legs or arms. So they're basically saying that. Uh, it's a derogatory slur for those individuals. It's not. <laughs> like, it's like not. it's not. And I just feel like you, I'm not calling you a spat. Like, I don't know. And maybe it's my ignorance. I feel like for something to be derogatory, I really need to be talking to you or about you. It has to be intentional. You know what I mean? Well, I don't know it has to be intentional, but I feel like I need to be talking to or about you. If I'm talking about myself, how is that derogatory towards you? But and, and to that point, it's it's not even just that. Like, I, it's a huge thing about context, right? Yes. We always we we all know like utilizing certain words uh, when you say certain things. It's all about content, content, mm-hmm. and and what context you put it in. If I'm saying it like. In a non, like not pointing the finger at you're right. this individual, you're this type of person, and I'm talking about a movement or how I may act, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? You know I'm not speaking about you. Right. And that's the problem that I have. I feel like everything is is getting to a point where, you know, so much stuff is being, like you got to censor just about everything you say these yeah. days. Like it's I can't even much. create a song. <laughs> like... A song when you know I'm not, like, I don't have no foul, no harm. Like, you know what I'm saying? You, you, my intentions aren't the shit on any community. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's just me expressing myself through music. That's what we love saying. I express myself through music. I'm expressing myself through music. And here you have singers and artists expressing themselves through music. And it's a whole problem out here. Yeah, for the little, the littlest thing i just it's too it's honestly it's too much it's too much i wouldn't have changed it i feel like i wouldn't have changed it because oh well (laughs) i hate to say that i hate to say that because on one hand i feel like it's amazing that people have found their voice and speaking up for the things that they believe in and you know when they feel like they've been 
done wrong. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, I just wonder where lines are drawn. And I think it can be dangerous to draw lines because then you eventually are silencing someone. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I'm like, I might wouldn't have changed it. Not because I don't want to, not because you don't have the right to speak up and let me know, hey, that word means this to this particular community. Right. But I would be on some, well, now I know for next time. Right, I, I'm okay with it. And, and here's the thing: if I'm ignorant in something, because, like, in all honesty, I wouldn't have known this had this stuff. Right, and, and so that's true. I think it's a point to be made, but I don't think to the point where you're acting like I am harming that community or being right. disrespectful to. Because the average person the didn't didn't know that. I don't feel like I feel like you had no. to have have the the condition or know someone who. Who does to mm-hmm. really know that that's where it where it stems from? Because it's a common word in in I think English language. And I was something on I can't remember what I was watching. It was like the biggest outcrying or outpour was coming from um, people in the UK, right? Mm-hmm. So you know maybe they don't use that word like that, you right, know? Right. And but everybody has words that means something else Mm -hmm. when you go to a different country or a different reason or you can be in the same country and you just go to a different area and it'll mean something completely different and I just think if we are just so okay if you said it's wrong then it's wrong it's gonna cause a problem about everything agree and then I'm not able to really I feel like you're not I feel like they're not allowing the artists to express themselves musically either Mm -hmm. right because the truth of the matter is, just like just like rappers, right? A lot of times they rap about shit that ain't even true, right? right. They rap about shit that's not true, um, you know, but they're expressing themselves musically. And sometimes it's, it is true, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Or sometimes it's someone else that they knew and so on and so forth. But so you're holding me to every single thing that I say, and this is music, this is an expression, this is art and all of that good stuff. Yeah, I, I don't, and I hate, almost hate that, like, because they're not the first artist to be called out about things they say in their music, but I just want, like, when guys get called out, they just let it be, and that's one of the reasons why I wish they would have just let it be, because I feel like they're going to continue to attack women in this way, because they're more likely to change their mind, or become more soft to what your your feelings are. Right. When I'm like, dudes say crap all the time. They've been called out on it all the time and they have not stopped. Not saying you should do wrong because they get away with that. doing wrong. <laughs> I'm just simply saying like they have the freedom to express their themselves and their music. Then I feel like the women should have that saying. Which I guess they do. They made the choice on their own to take the word out. True. You know, and I can't knock them. They felt like it was the right thing to do. They felt like it was the the right thing to do but I wish for that reason I wish they would have just left it in yeah I can see that leave y'all saying Lizzo alone I love them both <laughs> let them say what they want to say make sure y'all share y'all thoughts we want to hear what you guys think about uh, the, you know just the, the topic in general yes definitely so super excited to jump into today's topic we're not going to um, you know do the definition like we typically do we're going to just go ahead and start off with like um an article just and it'll tie into what the topic is about. Um, and it's more so about black love. 
So black love, black marriage, and black history existed long before white Europeans kidnapped and enslaved our ancestors ancestors, and brought them from Africa to this land. So we'll dabble into a brief history of black love and marriage in America through the ages. So I want to go ahead and start off with the 1800s. Black marriage through the challenge, right? So while slavery in America stripped many of our ancestors of their rights, including the right to marry who we choose, Black couples still held wedding ceremonies signified by a practice called jumping a broom. And we all know what that is. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, we still do this in honor of our enslaved ancestors to this day. And then post-Civil War and emancipation, many heterosexual Black couples Marriages were made legal. However, in the former Confederate states, some whites did not want the law to legitimate because those white supremacists that were opposed to black rights saw black marriages as a challenge to social order and racial hierarchy. This was actually in a book called Bound in Wedlock, Slave and Free Black Marriage in the 19th Century. That was written by uh, Tierra Hunter, if you guys ever want to go and check that out. And then we travel <laughs> into late 1800s, 1940s, where the bonds run deeper. Now, by the late 1800s, it was black Americans married at higher rates than white counterparts. So that's one thing that they don't tell you, right? It's, so it's always a conversation where black people don't get married. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Blacks aren't getting married. They have broken homes. It's, that's always been a continuous storytelling, right? And then from 1890 up till 1940, black women married earlier than white women. Boom. In (laughs) fact, according to the U.S. Census, the percentage of black men 35 and older who never married was lower at about 8% between 1890 and 1930 than for their white peers. For black women, the rate teetered around 7% and steadied at 10% until 1950. I had a question about something you were talking about earlier when you were talking about jumping the broom. How do you feel about jumping the broom? Um, I just feel like, I mean, I, I so I see why people do it, mm-hmm. right? I'm not, I don't, and, and those of you guys who do it, who are okay with it, I'm okay with it. If that's something that you want to do. I don't want to carry that tradition into my marriage, I should say, mm-hmm. more so because of the reasons behind why we did it. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's still, um, it's still, it's, it, it allows us to say like, we're, we're stuck to me. It, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like it's, it's just, it signifies too much hurt mm-hmm. on, on black love. I feel like, and you know, for those that say, you know, um, we do it in recognition for our ancestors and this, that, and the third. I just feel like, you know, let's create something that's not centered around hurt or centered around trauma. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I feel the same. I'm not doing that shit. Um, <laughs> but I had saw something recently. This actually probably should have been the hot topic where this guy married a white woman. And they jumped the broom. No, ma'am. And people were so pissed off. Look, you know the internet get pissed off at anything First of anyway. All, they get pissed off at anything. Over a hangnail. Black okay? Twitter also <laughs> don't play that. Like, they do not play that shit. They will read you until you have nothing left 
for them to read. And the people was mad. And I was talking to Zay about it. He was like, well, why people care? And I was like, well, first of all, when people put stuff on social media, it's, it's up for public consumption and opinion is. And, my, and is what I think. But I was so conflicted because on one hand, just because somebody marries outside their race, should they have to forego all their traditions? I don't feel like they should. I don't feel like they should have to forego all their traditions. But to your point, the reason why black people had to jump the broom is because it was illegal for them to get married. And she don't know that struggle. Her ancestors don't know that struggle. I mean, maybe in she the can't sense relate of to that. she couldn't marry a black man, but it's not like you can't marry a black man because something wrong with you. You can't marry a black man because something wrong with the black man. Exactly. So I just feel like because of where it comes from and why it's done and why people continue to carry on the tradition, um, that it's a little iffy for me. <laughs> I'm like, eh, I don't know yeah. if you should have done that. That should have been our hot topic. Oh, uh, tell us how y'all feel about that one. Please Should tell us interracial how you feel about couples jump, jump the broom? That's a good question. I'm a it's well for one, it, you see how I feel about it. Period. So it's definitely a hard no for me. Yes. For that reason, in general, it you knew the reason, and I and and while tradition is great and and wonderful and all that other kind of stuff, you jumping the broom signifies what. Because you're marrying a white a, a white woman. Yeah, I just it's for black people anyway. <laughs> that's what Kevin on stage always say. When white people doing stuff, that's for black people anyway. Yeah, like, it is. So I, I was conflicted about that because I don't I don't feel like that you know you have to throw away your traditions because you marry outside your race. But I just think you do have to think about because I said I won't gonna jump the broom. I was gonna what what did Jewish people do? They break. They stomp the glass uh-huh. or whatever. I said I was going to do that because I thought it was cute. I thought it was better than jumping the broom. <laughs> uh, sometimes people do traditions just because it's tradition and not because, you know, they really yeah. have feelings of, uh, behind the actual tradition. So yeah. that could have been it, too. Um, you made me think of that. That's just wanted to call that out. <laughs> um, okay. So now we're going to go into the er- the early 1980s um, to 2010, TV shows like The Jeffersons, Family Matters, Martin, The Cosby Show, Living Single, and Girlfriends began to reflect in advancements in black love depictions and films like Love Jones, Boomerang, and The Best Man reinforced the notion that black love is strong, ever-changing, and here to stay. Queer love depictions were also in the fold with shows and films like Set It Off, The Color Purple, Blackbird, Moonlight, and Pariah offering a glimpse into diverse narratives of love. What are some TV shows other than the ones that we named, because those are some good ones, that really kind of stuck out in your mind around that sh- show Black Love? Black Love. Oh, oh. Yes, that's a good one. <laughs> Um, Blackish. I love some Blackish, right? I it's, love Blackish. It's, it's actually more. A more recent show, so mm-hmm. I love it. I love the dynamic of the the couple. I love how they show black struggles. I love how they how they interact. The show is just amazing. Um, and the photograph. Oh yeah, I yeah, really like that movie. Good. People said it was boring. I think I watched it on a plane. We might have talked about that. I think I watched it on a plane. And I'm like, y'all saying it's boring? This is coming from the same people that swear up and down they tired of seeing like. Trauma bonds. Boom. Like, either you want to see trauma bonds or you don't. Or you don't. Like... Do you want to see some normal... Yeah. I'm like, this is a good story. It's cute. It, it got... You, I liked it. I Honestly, I really did like it. I will watch it again. I was like, y'all... Niggas don't know what they want. 
<laughs> y'all don't know what y'all want. I think the Fresh Prince was another good one I liked. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked the dynamic of their relationship, too, because for a moment in time, you know, Aunt Viv stayed at home. But it didn't, like, silence her voice. Like, I really love that that people could see that the man can be strong, have a job, make all the money, and he still value his wife's opinion opinion about the household and how he moves. I really, really like that one. Okay. And 2003, Black Marriage Day, an annual celebration of the resilience, importance, and beauty of black American relationships, was founded by Bisa Muhammad and is celebrated each March. Y'all look that up and celebrate Black Marriage Day. This is my first time finding out about that. So, you know, I'm about to be celebrating <laughs> two anniversaries in one year. Hey. Um, today, we no longer have to wait for Hollywood to show us the images of black love that we long to see. Thanks to the Internet and social media. We can see black people luxuriating in the expansiveness that our love has to offer 24-7 all over the world. Whole platforms have been created to showcase um, and celebrate the evolution of black love, including Instagram's Black Love feed and Black Queer Love and shows like Own's Black Love. The decentering of sexual relationships and the elevation of platonic relationships, radical self-love, and community building are also redefining what black love looks like, taking away the pressure of marriage as the only legitimate or official source of love and putting the prerogative in the hands of the people. Black love in all of its forms has always been revolutionary, and it never looked more beautiful. I love that. Ain't that cute? Ain't that cute and stuff? (laughs) So I, th- I think we can go ahead and um, it's a couple of questions that we have. Um, but I do want to ask you in particular, what does black love mean to you? I was supposed to think on this because <laughs> <laughs> it's such a multifaceted question. Um, it is. I think one of the reasons why we call out black love and not just talk about love in its entirety is because of all the struggle that black people go through. You know what I mean? Like when you are constantly, uh, I don't want to say living through trauma, but when (laughs) the world is trauma for a lot of black people, it is honestly a miracle and a blessing to find love. Yeah. You know what I mean? To be able to open yourself up to something that could possibly be painful for you to open yourself up, to be vulnerable with somebody knowing that, you know, in general, the world is, is not, Gentle with with your vulnerability. (laughs) You know what I mean? So I think that's why we really spotlight it because there is so much of a struggle. Mm -hmm. And there always has been. We talking about, you know, giving a little history about black love. We all know, you know, back in the day when women need to be on welfare where a man can't be in the house if you're on welfare. Like the system has been set up for us not to be together. And so it really is a blessing and something to be celebrated Mm -hmm. when two black people come together and have a healthy, loving relationship. Just to kind of tie on something that you said, because although, so keep in mind, although we started at trauma, basically, (laughs) we didn't always have trauma. Right. You know what I mean? Like trauma didn't, and that's that's one thing that I kind of don't like about the world is they make it seem like black people's lives began at slavery. Mm-hmm. So a lot of our storytelling and a lot of things that come about is uh, it starts with black people in trauma, but they forget that we lived before slavery. Mm-hmm. Like, so what, so did we not have marriages before slavery? You know what I mean? Like, and that's the problem that I have. So do keep in mind that, that we had happy, healthy relationships and love and marriages and all that good stuff beforehand. We're just spotlighting 
while we're going on the whole black love um, now, because to to your point, Michelle, Michelle, it has been so much trauma based. So we say black love because they try to take love out of the equation for us, which is why things are like, you know, chaotic with black people. I think obviously at the end of the day, love is a universal language. So mm-hmm. of course we all define it in our own terms. Right. Yeah. But for me, when you add that extra ingredient of blackness, it takes on its like own superpower. It does. You know what I'm saying? Because, mm-hmm. you know, it shows that it shows our strength in it, our resili- resilience in it. You know what I mean? Um, so that good old ingredient of blackness is, is just makes it extra, extra special. Um, you kind of brought this up a little bit, talking about kind of just the trauma that black people kind of experience day to day and what sometimes people put on us that we may not even see. But I know a lot of times, a lot of people's love stories, including my own, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to call it trauma, but I'm going to call it like, because I'm not traumatized. I feel like if I was traumatized, I wouldn't be married. But um, hardships. A lot of Mm -hmm. black relationships either started with or endured hardships. (laughs) And I feel like a lot of even media and just how life is played out, it seems like in order for a black woman to have love, she must first go through some shit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I just wonder, what do you feel? Why does it seem like that? Why does it seem like in order for a black woman to have love, be loved, get married, they have to go through some shit. Even if the, they might get married to somebody that never did anything to them, but you talk about a previous relationship, it's like, oh my god, that relationship was <laughs> so horrible. Like right, you right. know, it may. I mean, sometimes people say like, oh, you know, after that relationship, I took some time. You know, I healed myself. Maybe that had opened them up to the love that they deserve. But why can't we just walk into love without have to walk through shit? I, that's a good question. I think a part of that comes from. Like, what's showcased about black love, mm. right? So, a lot of that comes from, and, and media plays a big part in it, yeah. but um, I feel like that's why it they it, it almost seems like it requires trauma, because mm-hmm. it shows us that we're consistently being fed of a misconception that real love is only earned. Like, you can't yeah. love somebody, you can't just naturally have a... Um, connection with them. That's a very good point. You know what I mean? Like, I can't frolic with you in the meadow. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, they put that perception on there. Like, love is painful. Love is going to put you through some shit. And that is what's, what's almost taught to us, right? It is. It's love is going to put you through some shit. You're going to go through hell and high water. Like, all that good stuff. And that's thrown our way. And then we're like, okay... So then we we're we're we put that in our mind. So if we put that in our mind, we're like when we go through some shit, it's almost like um I gotta be that ride or die. Chick. I was just thinking. You know that. what I'm saying? <laughs> and and that having that in mind, I'm gonna be that ride or die makes it seem like you're you're willing to put up with any and everything. And when you put that in your mind that I'm willing to put up with any and everything, any and everything is gonna come your way. So you're not gonna have nothing but a trauma filled relationship. Now eventually <laughs> Y'all both are going to get tired of mm-hmm. the trauma. Eventually, mm-hmm. y'all ass going to get a little older and then y'all going to be like, let me lay it down for a second. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let me lay it down for a second and kind of like move forward. I think you made a very good point about 
feeling like you have to earn somebody's love. And I think men play a big part in that. I'm talking about a huge (laughs) part in that. Like, you... Like, I'm supposed to ride with you through whatever, and that's how I show you that I love you? Right. So how are you showing me that you love me? How? Because Why don't you have to earn my love? It's like I'm supposed to give my love Freely. freely, but then I have to earn your love? Doesn't seem fair. It doesn't, and it really has, I don't know, and I don't, I think maybe just sometimes... What you know or what you see the most of, it makes it seem like it's it's normal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, for me, I feel like my love story is, is mine, but honestly, it's not one I would want my daughter to repeat or for my son to, to do to another woman. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. My story is mine, but I'm not going to be like, yeah, girl, you should just go out there and get you a do man it. just like your daddy. Maybe your daddy now. Now, right. <laughs> Present day daddy. Present day daddy. <laughs> But who he was when I was falling in love with him, maybe not so much because, right. no, ma'am. <laughs> I say the same thing. I want more for you. <laughs> I, want I don't more, I want, want you to go through for that. You. I want you to know that you can walk away. I want you to know that you are worthy of being loved properly mm-hmm. without having to go through pain first. Because you shouldn't have to. You At the end of the to. day... That, there's such a misconception about love in the black community and, and expectations that we've set. I feel like in the end, we need to focus on like understanding, like you said, you are, you deserve just regular, normal, healthy love. And that comes with if, you know, and, and obviously it depends on re- certain relationships, but I think at the end of the day, you know what a happy, healthy relationship mm-hmm. is. And if you're not in that happy, healthy relationship, I'm not saying that you're not going to go through problems. That's not what I'm saying. Right. So basic problems is one thing. Yeah. This blatant disrespect and things like that, that's something completely different. No, we ain't talking about that. Everything, every relationship is going to go through hardships, but hardships don't mean a nigga beating you over the head. Right. Cheating on you, not contributing to mm-hmm. the household, whatever. Making like, it doesn't mean you have to suffer. Like, your the love should not hurt. Only come after suffering. Right. And love shouldn't hurt. Yeah, you'll have some tough times, but love, love is that not whole hurt. love hurts. Eh. I ain't here for it. No, I don't believe. I don't believe that's a thing we should I continue to be, say. I'm not about to be saying "ouch" <laughs> while I'm supposed to be happy. No, I don't. I don't know why it seems like that black relationships seem to always involve like such suffering before it comes to a happy ending. So I got a question for that. Do you feel like? the media plays a part in that or or well I'll say that do you feel like the media plays a part in that at all I don't know I'm gonna say not as big as people may think or it seems because I think the narrative of suffering before love happened long before they was even showing black people on tv Mm-hmm. So it's like that that notation or that thought process was happening long before they were even centering black love and black relationships on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, it might have been perpetuated by that. We might still think that's a thing because of that. But there's something else that happened long before TV that that the mentality is suffering is a natural precursor mm-hmm. to healthy love. I think that well. For one, slavery for sure, right? So I think slavery and 
I hate to say it, I hate to go into it, but the the white man's way of what he wanted to do to the black household, I think that played a heavy part in thought processes all around, right? And then you have the media. The media is like how everything is 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 out there, right? So if I portray, if I on a consistent basis portray an image of a household, rather, you know, for the black household, I'll say, and portray an image of what black love looks like, then you're going to continuously see that. And at the end of the day, like, I feel like they portray it that way because America always needs like an underclass, an underdog, or it wouldn't be called underdog, but an underclass. Mm -hmm. You know, they need, they always need someone below and beneath. And that's always the black person they depict as being, you know, so they can't get their households together. Mm -hmm. They don't love each other like that. They're, you got to keep in mind, um, you know, what they, what they taught us, um, or even in writing the, um, constitution, right. How they didn't view us as not even human beings. Mm -hmm. So it's like, if, if I, if I go down that hole, you know, and, and trolley down in that area, you know why, you know, we are the way that we are in some ways. And that doesn't mean we need to stay here. I'm right. not saying that. I feel like I feel like that plays a part into different phases and different steps in like where we are. Um, but I definitely do feel like media plays a, a, a part in it. I'm so glad though that now I feel like more things are coming to to light. Like now with the black show. Yeah. You know definitely. what I'm saying? I feel like showing that those positive images has to for me I feel like has kind of transitioned and like changed the way mm -hmm. that people view black love. Yeah, refocusing. Exactly. I, think, I mean I don't think there's anything wrong with showing a story about somebody suffering or or their relationship not being the greatest because that's a fact. <laughs> that right. happens, but that's not all that happens. Exactly. So to have a good a good mixture, but another reason you brought up a good point about media though, like another thing that popped up in my mind is uh not even as far back as slavery, but maybe like our grandparents, um, depending on how old you are, grandparent <laughs> might, have been grandparent might be a little on the other side. Um, but you couldn't leave. You know what I mean? Like if the husband was doing something wrong, women, especially black women, didn't have enough didn't have jobs a lot of the times and mm -hmm. if they did have jobs it was not enough to sustain a household a lot back then they was having a bunch of kids okay, okay. papa was a rolling stone they was having kids mainly to you know take care of the farm or whatever so what you think can we said this on our other show what you think kids don't know they do you uh -huh. know what i mean and so i'm wondering if some of that has something to do with it because it's like well if daddy is taking care of the house then the fact that he don't come home till I wake up to go to school or I wake up to go out to tend to land, then that just might be how a relationship is supposed to be. It's supposed to be. Yeah. Um, and so that's why I said I think it's, it even goes past when media kind of jumped on the bandwagon to try to spin the narrative that this was the only type of, of black love. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you on that one. So I got a question for you. Why do you feel like people give up on black love? Because right. that damn suffering we was just talking about. <laughs> it feels like if I want to be with a black man that I must suffer to have that. Yeah. And that shit crazy. 
You know what I mean? And even in the sense of like, we could go super deep on all our topics, but the idea of like women are supposed to get married and you think you're supposed to be married by 30 and things like that. Mm -hmm. You want to be married by 30. You're looking for a partner. A lot of, a lot of, Guys in their 20s, and they're not looking for a wife, right? And so you're thinking, well, I got to hold on until he Ready. matures. Mm-hmm. And he not going to mature till 40. Right. So I got to suffer <laughs> till he 40? <laughs> right. Ouch. I don't have time. To be suffering I don't for ten, have time. 10 years. I don't have time for this. And now I don't know, I guess, legitimately why it seems like... And I shouldn't even say that because what happens is white people will get married early and that marriage will be horrible. Because <laughs> I was just I was going to say that I don't know why it seems like, you know, uh, white men may seem to be ready sooner. Um, but I don't necessarily know that that's the case. That I think ready. it's just like this is what we're supposed to do. This is what my parents so did, that, grandparents Yeah, did. the marriage is really not, or the relationship. We ain't even got to talk about marriage. One of the things they say is that marriage doesn't uh, <laughs> legitimize your love. But um you know, and those are the stories, to your point, media and things like that don't tell. But, you know, a lot of them, that the, a lot of the white people that do get married earlier, they're divorcing after their kids are grown mm-hmm. and out the house. Yeah, that's why I said they might be getting married earlier, but that don't mean that they're they ready. Right. <laughs> that doesn't mean that they're, that they're ready. Um, but, yeah, I think that's why. I think it seems like, I mean, what what they say? Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result is insanity. insanity. So if all I'm doing is dating black men and all they're doing is is putting me through shit, then I'm gonna go see what else somebody else talking about. True. That's I really feel like it's just like I tried with fifty black men. I, that's a big number, y'all. That I is. You're just being extra. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being dramatic, but I tried with fifty black men and none of these black men. I got to do something different. Yeah. I do feel like, um, to your point, I feel the same exact way. I feel like it's more so, it is trauma-focused. It is the fact that every, every, first of all, no one should want to be this, but damn sure every black woman don't want to be a ride-or-die bitch. Mm-mm. They don't. They don't want to, I don't want you to put me, I don't want you to drag me through the mud just to say I, I want to die. I don't. I just want to ride. It, exactly. <laughs> I don't want to be dragged through the mud just to think, just to say you the prize at the end of the day. What kind of shit is that? Listen. What kind? Pause for just a second. <laughs> you were Lori Harvey and uh, Michael B. Jordan broke up. Uh-huh. Everybody, like, oh, oh, my God. And we just jumped to date Mike. He don't want to date you. <laughs> he don't want to date you. But I was like, people was really going outside of their mind. And I said something on Facebook. My mom was like, I said, the men aren't the prize. Because they not. And my mom was like, why would you say that? I'm like, it's a lot of life to be lived out here. It to is. think that a man or marrying a man is it's the it. prize. No, ma'am. I'm not saying my life can't be fulfilled afterwards. But there's more to life than just getting married. Than just getting married. No, men folk are annoying as shit. And if you think <laughs> not annoying as shit. You gonna get married and they gonna stop getting on your ner- they not. It's gonna be worse, to be honest. I believe that. It is. I believe it. I don't care. You were living with that nigga, it don't matter. Why it seemed like after we got married, your ass got a little worse. A little I don't more understand. Annoying. How did this happen? I thought you was normal. Annoying as shit. So I was just I this I you made me think of that because this idea that 
And men have it, women have it, and I think a lot of kind of right before us, like whatever the generation is right before us, definitely has the idea that men are the prize. And I think men across the board, across all generations, feel like they are the prize, and so they're more open to dragging you through whatever. Uh, yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Like, I, think, <laughs> I agree with that because the fact that you are okay, the fact that you think. It's a great idea. The fact that even if you didn't think it was a great idea, but you kept going with the idea that I'm going to just keep her in my back pocket. And, and when I say in the back pocket, I mean just putting you through shit. When you on the back pocket, you on the back burner. I'm not considered as a priority. You not treating me as a priority. Right. And when it all boils down to I'm getting treated any old type of way just to say we made it. Mm. <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't I don't want to go through that much just to be like we made it. No. <laughs> no. We made it. Does. And now we're happy. Like why couldn't why the fuck couldn't we be happy before? I assure you, even if I'm happy now and I'm glad that we're together, I would have been ecstatic not to have gone. I, I think every woman would. would my, have been ecstatic our relationship not to go would be a lot hardships. better if we didn't have to go through hardships. If you think that this is a great relationship now. <laughs> buddy you missed out and people what? think that too exactly. like if we go through something it's gonna make our love stronger is oh it? my god they love screaming at and that that's the thing that's where you're confused about trauma you got it all wrong trauma you shouldn't be like if we go through all of this it's just gonna it's just gonna build our relationship to a degree, yeah, but you shouldn't be looking for trauma to build your relationship. Right. Your relationship should be built off of love, respect, and everything else that comes in a healthy yeah. relationship. And Communication. I also feel like if we're building our relationship by you breaking me, that's not an even exchange. It's not. It's not. A, our relationship is stronger, but I have no self-esteem. Our relationship is stronger, but I got to cover my black eye. Right. Our relationship is stronger, but I got to ask you, can I go to the grocery store? Like, Our relationship is stronger, but I'm hurt. I'm embarrassed. That's not love. You should want me to be 100%. You shouldn't want me to be 50 for the sake of saying you got me in your back pocket. You should want me to be 100 because you want a loving, stable relationship. I can't even, you shouldn't even want me at 50. You shouldn't want, why do you want a woman at 50? That say something about you. Mm. That's a topic for another day. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, and also, I mean, we don't have guys on the show, so we've been talking mostly about, like, women going and dating in interracial relationships. Um, for, in my opinion, <laughs> for me, I think a lot of times that black guys tend to date outside of their race because similar reasons, like they think it's better, but they innately think it's better. It's not because mm-hmm. a black woman necessarily put them through some things and they reach their breaking point and they're going to try out something new. It's just simply that white is right. Right. That's what I think. Yeah. <laughs> I think some are organic. Obviously, interracial relationships, plenty of them are organic, but we're talking about people who make a conscious decision like, I'm not dating black no more. That You know, honestly, that frustrates me. And I know this is a topic for another day, but I got to get this out there. <laughs> got to get it off my gotta chest. Got to get it off my chest. When people say, especially black, I hate, hate when black people say, I don't date, I, I don't date black men because, yeah. or I don't date black women because. I don't like that. That means you have an issue with yourself because if you're black and you don't date 
black, you got you are you have some internal shit going on mm-hmm. with yourself that you need to get corrected. Because if especially a black man that say, you know, he, he doesn't date a black woman, that is a pet peeve of mine. And you you had a whole black mama. <laughs> problem yeah definitely mommy issues yeah i feel i always people are like well stuff is just preference like i have a preference i prefer a big guy over a small guy i already told you i like to be scooped damn sure do. and i want the body type to look like you can scoop me I'm da- i ain't I'm saying small guys you. can't scoop i'm simply saying i like for it to look like you can scoop me up right and, and here's the thing you may be bigger and you might not can't scoop but me up. But if you look like but it, if you look like I can it, work with it. <laughs> we, I, we'll get a sex swing or something. We, we'll figure out how I can be scooped even if your physical abilities are not there. But I think <coughs> your preference in, in regards to, like, interracial dating should not be predicated on uh, the, the opposite. Say, like, I don't I date white women because black women do X, Y, Z. That's not a preference. It's in not my a opinion. preference. It's not a preference to me. A or preference all black women is, got attitudes. I like blonde hair. Right. That's a preference. I could dye blonde. Why you like blonde hair? I just think blonde hair looks pretty. That's a preference. Right. Saying I date white women because black women too loud. No, 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 no. That's not a preference. That's not. Your preferences are for you, be based on you, not based on anybody else. I was about Once to you say, start saying yes. because black women or black men do X, Y, Z, it no longer becomes about you and your preferences. It becomes about a stereotype about whoever, black men, black women. You got self-hate. Yeah. I think that's just a horrible way to be. And I think a lot of times that's why on both sides, because you'll hear men say it too. Oh, she dating that white boy now. Yeah, 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 blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. That's a lot of times why there is anger towards interracial relationships because a lot of times it's based, your preference, Mm -hmm. I got quotation marks. She does. Your preference is not based on what you prefer. It's based on stereotypes about another person. Right. And that that will make anybody upset, especially if you're not that type of person. You know what I mean? Like, Like, What kind of environment are you in? Do you stay in the projects, but you want a girl that's like, Meek and Mal, there are plenty of Meek and Mal girls in the projects. Are you looking at her? She probably not out here with her ass out. She ain't. So you might not even be paying attention to that. Also, it might not be a bunch of women like that in your neighborhood. So maybe you need to to get yourself together so that you can venture outside of your neighborhood to find if if you're wanting to, if it really is, a you know, not an issue. If you really don't (laughs) have self-hate, you know, so you can find, because it's plenty of what, you know, I'm into... Anime or whatever, plenty of black girls like anime. I'm mean, she's plenty in that, but I'm, I'm into anime or I like country music. Go, go deep in the south. First of all, black people made country, but that's neither here nor that there. Is neither, a topic <laughs> for another day. But if you go deep in the south, it's plenty of black people that listen to country and country Agreed. only. Like, be looking at hip hop like, uh, uh-uh. that ain't my jam. I can't get jiggy but with where that I shit. Can focus is right here. Garth Brooks. That's my nigga. Um, And so I just feel like there are plenty of people who like what you like if you're willing to look for that. I think saying, well, people don't like what I like or I think it's a cop out. Yeah. I think it's a cop out. I do. Because you don't want to let your, you don't want to deal with whatever issues. The issues you have with black women or black men. Agreed. It's enough. (laughs) That is enough. (laughs) That actually kind of toggles into like what what I want to ask you, what are you, what would you say is special about black love? Oh, 
you know what? One thing that I love about black love is when two black people have a baby. Because <laughs> I just think about all a good relationship we're talking about. Right. But I just Let's think about all the things that their child is going to see and experience mm-hmm. and be able to to do because they have two loving parents who love each other and love them. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I just think there's something super special about that because there's so many outside influences telling us as adults who have a fully grown mind that those same things, those same people are telling children that who don't have a fully grown mind that they're not enough, they're not good enough, nobody wants to love them, they're never going to be married, or, you know, they're going to have babies out of wedlock, all that, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so when mm-hmm. they see, you know, their parents loving on each other, um, I think it just breeds, honestly, just a whole generation of children who are going to know how to love properly, who mm-hmm. aren't going to, you know, continue the stereotypes, who are going to realize that there is something different in a different way, that their love does not have to be predicated in trauma. I love that. I love that. I would say our black love um, creates a union with our people, mm-hmm. right? So we have shared experience, shared history. You know what I'm saying? Um that way we, you know, we understand each other better than, and it's the truth, better than like you being with another. Yeah, because those shared experiences are exactly. something to be said about those shared experiences. Right. And then, so you know, you know what it's like being black in America. Mm-hmm. I know what it's like being black in America. We could like be free, be vulnerable with each other, like yeah. open up to each other. You'll understand how what I'm telling you about how my day was. Mm-hmm. I'll understand when you say how your day was. Like we can bond over the bullshit. I want to come home and vent and know that you understand mm-hmm. and know that you get it without me having to say, well, I feel this way because, you know, with the black struggle, boom, 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 boom. You, you black, mm-hmm. you know the struggle, you're fully aware of it. I could depend on you emotionally when it boils down to issues that I'm having. I could, I, I could, you know, get feedback from you about, you know, something that I may need help with. Mm-hmm. Maybe I need help coping with something that's going on in the work field that's been like, you know, some sort of racial issue or it's because I'm black type. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And you can relate to me. Yeah. It, but between the shared history and, you know what I mean? Just the understanding and... and a lot of times you grew up the same. Exactly. You know, stuff, so stuff it's, it's like, like that. so many different on so many different levels. It is that's what make it special. It that's does. what makes it special is the shared history of life in general. And you pointed something out too. I just think if you're in an interracial relationship, and I think Ed might have said this on there too, like you have to take special consideration. And I think maybe even go out of your way a little bit to know and understand the struggles that you might not inherently live through so that your partner feels like it's a safe space. Mm -hmm. And so that when they do want to come home and vent, they know that they can and they don't, you know, they explained it to you the first time and now they don't have to explain it Mm -hmm. again. You can't Mm -hmm. just toss it in the back burner and make them have to re-explain it every single time. Right. You I have think, to keep it in the forefront yeah, of your mind. you really, and you may have to go out of your way to do that, but I think yeah. if you're making the conscious decision to be in an interracial relationship, it's part of the responsibility of the relationship for you to be aware and in tune with what's going on in in the black culture. Luckily, she has that, you know, but not yeah. everybody does. I like, some people say, come home ha- every day and have it. to keep 
understanding why, you know, I just need, or, you know, after I see a shooting, I might just need to take a couple days off or I might be depressed for a few mm-hmm, days. Like, mm-hmm. they, they may not, they going understand. on about their day. They skipping and, and, and like, what do you mean? And it's like, they don't understand the deeper issue within that issue. Because mm-hmm. it's an issue in itself and then there's the deeper issue. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and as long as you are willing, and, and it, and I hate to say this, uh, but it's it's not that I'm biased, but it's more so about people in a black uh, in a relationship with a black, um, with someone that's black, you have to be available to for that black person more than just about more than they have to be available to you as far as like understanding culture. No, and understanding that's real things. because yeah. we're we're inundated with white culture. Exactly, always have been, and honestly, for me, I honestly feel like always will be. That, yeah. It's not the same on the other side. So yeah, you do have to go to go the extra mile you because you don't. You have not been flooded with black culture exactly and black struggles like we have with white culture and white struggles exactly be good to your um significant other okay if you're in an interracial relationship be gentle with them please be gentle with them don't think they're supposed to just shrug it off and stop with the whole black people and and black people do this to each other as well stop with the because i'm black i can handle shit like, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, we we can handle an extra whipping on our back. Mm-hmm. We, in relationships in general, have to realize that, that that's not the case. I hurt. I bleed. I cry. Mm-hmm. You know, I get happy. You know what I'm saying? I, I am an emotional being just like you. Black people have to understand that in, in relationships in general with each other. Especially black women. Especially Black, black men, I don't feel like as much in a relationship because a black man, although they won't show their emotions, they'll quick to leave a situation that does that raises emotions in them. Mm-hmm. Like they not that gonna, triggers them in some yeah, sort of way. They're not going to stay around like a woman would. Like, well, I could just you know deal with that. And you, women do be wearing like a badge of honor about a man coming back to them after they've been cheated on. And I'm like, that's not that's not a good way to be. Right. That man ain't the prize girl. I said all that to say, (laughs) I love black love, but be clear, that man ain't the prize. That man ain't the prize. You're the prize. The woman, look, I I know this is a conversation (laughs) for another day. I'm fully aware, but I don't think women realize how much of a prize they are. We are it. We are the givers of life. Without us, there would be no nobody. Well, without both. So I'm huge on, I do believe women are, are the shit. And I'm a woman. <laughs> so, so, you know, I believe we the shit. But I also think that I think sometimes women toggle too far into saying we're we're it. We're, you know, we're the prize. We're this. And I think men toggle too much into we're the prize. We're the prize. When you guys, when we join forces and we <sighs> lock in, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I feel like at that point. It, it we both are the prize. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I say that because like I, I even hey, and this is a topic for another day. We done had topics for another day all, all through all this throughout this whole episode. But I feel like a lot of the times women be like, I don't need a man, I don't need a man. You need a man until you do. Mm-hmm. Cause the truth of the matter is you can't create a child without a man. Yeah. I don't give a shit if you like I don't need the man to take care of the child and this, that, and the third, but I'm gonna go ahead and go to the um, you know, Get uh, what is it called? Sperm bank. A sperm bank. Well, you need a man for that, cause he gotta, he gotta, he gotta dump it in the cup. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like we all, we both need each other, and I think we fall short in saying that we both that 
I'm better or, or he better, she better. We, we all need each other at the end of the day. There's things that a man provides for us women that we need. It's things that women provide for a man that he needs. And he can't live without. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I just Yeah, but I will say in my in my opinion though, I don't think men need that encouragement because society already tells men they're better than women. No, I, I That's why I feel like women yeah. need to kind of big themselves up because they don't they and don't do get that same should. you are the prize. You, you a man should be lucky to have you. But society tells a man it don't matter if your draws got all kinds of skid marks in them. A woman should be lucky that you are even looking at her. That's why right. I, that's why I put emphasis on women saying that they're the prize because if you're already getting bigged up by society, I don't I ain't saying I ain't saying I don't need to do it. Right, right. I know what I'm you just mean saying by that. you don't need it as much you as don't somebody. Need that extra pat on the back. Yeah, like that's the same thing we're talking about interracial relationships. Like a black person may not have to be as uh, going out of their way to understand a white struggle. So that's the same thing. Like, right. you know, you men get big they salaries more. <laughs> President's always a man in all the movies. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, they get bigged up enough. And so to your point, I think both people need to realize the worth of the other person. Um, but I just feel like women don't get it enough. And so I will continue to say that men ain't the prize and women are. <laughs> Love your significant other. Mm-hmm. Black love is, I mean, I'm not saying other relationships not to, but y'all and y'all black relationships love and appreciate each other. Because that's what, mm-hmm. that's what a happy, healthy relationship is, is appreciating one another, um, loving on one another, communication. Like, you know what I mean? Just just being there for each other in general. Mm-hmm. Be uh, men, be women peace. Because we always talk about women be men peace. Mm-hmm. We need peace too. And of course it goes the other way. Women be a man peace. Because at the end of the day, I think I think what we need to realize is when you come home, you just want to be in a happy, healthy state. Mm-hmm. If I could be in a happy, healthy state, we already winning right. to some magnitude. Because being peaceful at home, it's a lot of shit that we could, you know, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Be able to do and evolve and... And all just be able to stuff. rest to go. I mean, at the very basic, be able to have rest so you can go out and fight another day. Right. I agree with that. All right. Before we let you guys get out of here, we are going to go into our girl boss for this week. Yay, girl boss. Um, so this week's girl boss is Crystal Lyons with Chrissy Consultants and Kay Slays. Crystal is a mom and serial entrepreneur. While not having the best childhood, she struggled with not always making the best decisions. However, she owned up to all of them. Although having her kids at a young age, she also had an entrepreneurial mindset and knew that a typical nine-to-five was not for her. She started doing taxes at 18 and has over 100 loyal clients yearly. From there, she launched Chrissy Consultants. That's with a K, both. She offers a variety of services from personal credit to business credit, tax preparation, business startups, business plans, transportation paperwork, and small paperwork services as well. She then met her husband in 2016, and they built a dream together into their future in 2019. They now own two box trucks and the business Mass Pros Transportation. Her husband handles most of the outside paperwork, and they deliver freight to post offices. Okay. Okay. 
This business was essential during the pandemic. And for that, she's grateful as many small businesses did not make it. They currently deliver for Amazon and offer residential and commercial moves. For all inquiries, excuse me, please email mptransportation19 at gmail.com. After two successful years in transportation, she then took a class for microblading. Kay Slays is the newest business and she offers microblading, microshading, ombre brows, brow tinting, tinting, and lamination. To inquire a book to get your brows slayed by Kay, visit her Facebook page, Kay Slays, that's K-Slays. She says she loves being considered a black minority small. Uh, own small business serial entrepreneur as she's living proof that we all can do anything we set our minds to achieve black girl magic exists I love okay, I love, I love it. a good old family business I do so shout out to Crystal Lyons again it's Chrissy Consultants K-R-I-S-S-Y Consultants with a K and I'm sorry it's not Consultants it's Consults and case like slays, so K dash slays. That's actually my sister in law. Oh hey! <laughs> so shout out. Make sure you guys follow her. Look on her social media. Um, and if you need any help, she's really good with paperwork and all that good business stuff. So mm. if you need some assistance, make sure you reach out to her. Make sure you guys follow her, like it, and uh, reach out if you need some some assistance. I love that. Yeah, so we definitely want to thank you guys for tuning in to Definition of a Woman. There's levels to this shit. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast as well as our YouTube. I rocked the camera today, y'all. I did not forget. <laughs> um, make sure you are liking, sharing, rating all five stars of five, course. Five and five only. Appreciate you. We are Definition of a Woman everywhere, and we will talk to you next time. Bye. say it like this if you can tell me what to do then you can tell me what to do but if you can't tell me what to do you can't tell me what to do (laughs) 